Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Are you easily offended? It's hard to walk through life when you take every little thing that people say personally. Pastor J.D. reminds us in today's update that we can't water down the gospel so as not to offend. If you're not aware of your need for a savior, then you need the offense of the gospel more than anyone. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 20th, 2022. This church was a feckless, lukewarm church. And you'll forgive me for the bluntness with which I say this, but sadly, this last day's lukewarm Laodicean church, well, it's alive and well today. And one need look no further than to the unwillingness of the feckless church today to preach the Word. Why? Because it's controversial. It's unpopular. I don't want to offend anyone. Excuse me, but the gospel's offensive. The gospel by its very nature is offensive. (laughs) God has the audacity to say that we're sinners. Well, I'm not going back to that church. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that I'm a good person. It's all good. No, you're a sinner. You're a dirty, rotten, stinking sinner. Does that offend you? Praise the Lord. We want to be a little more seeker friendly. Really? Yeah, so when when someone comes to the church, we want them to come back. Oh, So, how are you going to do that? Well, first of all, the worship. Oh, they wouldn't dare do the songs that our worship leader Capono did today, because that's too much Jesus in that. By the way, when, when the pastor comes up to, I don't know what he's doing, because Oh, he might reference the Bible, but he's not teaching the Bible. It's an ornament. How are we doing? You okay so far? I mean, I'm just, I have to speak the truth here. So here's what happens with that church. 
they become so much like the world to attract the world, and there's no difference between the church and the world. So when people come to that church that's like the world, what's the point? Hang in there with me. (laughs) It actually gets, I want to say it gets better, but it doesn't. It actually gets worse. So this is, and we talked about this many times before, but this is a prophetic sign of the last days. Paul writing to Timothy says, this this will mark the last days, that they will not put up with a church that has a pastor that teaches sound doctrine. Okay, what what they're going to do instead is they're going to gather around themselves and flock to in great numbers the church that has the pastor that's going to tell them what they want to hear. What do they want to hear? Everything's going to be okay. We're all in this together. We're going to go back to a new normal. You're a good person. Let's just have a group hug. Kumbaya. (laughs) See, I want to hear that. My flesh wants to hear that. And that is a prophecy of what will mark the church of the last days. And to me it's an apt description of what we have in the book of Revelation, with the seventh and final church, this lukewarm church. Now, pastor, what do you mean by they cannot do anything because they're playing the middle or playing both sides of the fence? Well, let me try to explain that. This is the church that, hey, we don't want to get too dogmatic here, because it's it's too controversial. So we're going to stay away from that, because we want them to come back. That's called being a man-pleaser. In other words, you're crafting and tailoring your message, your worship, your church around what you think will be palatable for those that come to the church. What about this? The Proverbs say that the fear of man is a trap. It's the fear of man. It's being man-pleasing, and man-fearing. And that's what the church has done. So now we can accept LGBTQ, eh, homosexuality, you know, critical race theory, Black Lives Matter. I can keep going if you want, but I think you get the point, right? Because see, what you've done now is you have created a dynamic where you're catering to the pleasure of man. And it's birthed out of a fear of man. And it's a trap. And it's evidenced by the absence of teaching sound doctrine. Forget about Bible prophecy. Oh, how many have sought to answer the question of why it is that churches don't talk about the end times? Oh, I'm not going to do that. It's going to scare people. 
well, listen, I'd rather scare you into heaven than flatter you into hell. It's called the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. A trembling, oh, we're going to see this Thursday night, chapter 66, where God declares through the prophet Isaiah, you know who I look upon? You know who I delight in? You know who I am moved by? It's the one who is humble and broken and contrite and trembles at my word. That's the one. Oh, would to God that there was a fear of God and a trembling at His word. Well, they don't teach the Bible. They certainly don't teach through the Bible. Because if they did, they would have to teach Bible prophecy, because well nigh one-third of the Bible is prophecy. So you're not getting away with it, and you're not getting around it. If you're teaching through the Bible, book by book, guess what? You're going to be teaching Bible prophecy by default. (laughs) I feel so much better having said that. I just want you to know. Okay. Well, we still have a problem, because (laughs) what about the churches that do? The churches that would dare to preach the Word, and talk about the last days, and dare to teach Bible prophecy. Well, they need to count the cost because there will be a cost. Because any pastor of a church that dares to do that, and go against the popular opinion of the day, go against the world's narrative. Because again, now that that church looks so much like the world. And by the way, if they do talk about Jesus, which Jesus are they talking about? If they by chance should have an invitation at the end to come to Jesus, which Jesus are the people coming to? So you got a pastor, you got a church, that preaches the word, that's counted the cost, and is viciously attacked. And dare I say even punished in many ways. And by the way, again, to the question of why don't pastors teach Bible prophecy, that's why. To me, that's at the top of the list. Because as soon as you preach the Word and prophecy, which is one-third of the Word, man, you're just going to get blasted from every angle. And I believe that's one of the main reasons why pastors don't do it. Now, please know that I in no way wish to beat up on the church Rather, I must sound the alarm about the church. While it's very alarming 
to see the condition of the church today, it's also an indication of just how close we are to the rapture of the church any day. Because we have Bible prophecy that describes the condition of the church at the time of the end, and the condition of the church today is exactly as the Bible describes it will be at the time of the end. I hope that's encouraging to you. It's encouraging to me. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to expound on this more. So what follows are among the most controversial prophecies in the Bible that today are being avoided and evaded by the church. And the first one is the obsession with dividing Jerusalem vis-a-vis the two-state solution, which is actually akin to Hitler's final solution. You have to understand that the Arabs do not want peace with Israel. They want the destruction of Israel. This is just a repackaged final solution to exterminate, eliminate all of the Jews. And we have this prophecy in Zechariah chapter 12, very specific actually, concerning Jerusalem, that at the time of the end, the whole world, all the nations on earth, will have this intoxicating obsession with Jerusalem to divide it into two. Listen to what the prophecy is as recorded by Zechariah. Verse 1, chapter 12, the burden or prophecy of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And, verse 3, it shall happen in that day, today, that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone, boundary stone, for all peoples. All who would heave it away, give it away, divide it, cut it, they will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. Okay. Again, maybe it's an oversimplification, but this is a prophecy about how the whole world will be obsessed with Jerusalem, the city out of all of the cities, out of all of the tribes, in all of Israel that God chose to literally put His name on. It belongs to God. And you want to You want to cut it up? He's going to cut you up. I know that's a very loose paraphrase, but that's what the prophecy is saying. So this presupposes that in that day, which is today, 
that there will be this effort to take Jerusalem, which is, it's, this is a problem, and it needs a solution. <laughs> and this is a, a very big, heavy duty problem. The boundary stones, the immovable stones, the burdensome stones that mark the boundaries of Jerusalem, we need to move those boundaries so we can cut it up, so that we can have Jews and so-called Palestinians living side by side in peace and security, 1 Thessalonians 5.3. For those who are interested, we did a deep dive into the deal of the century in our prophecy update on February 2nd, 2020. And in that update, there's a particular paragraph in this agreement that says, end of claims, end of conflict. And here's the, again, the summary of it. It basically says that you end your claim to Jerusalem, and that's how we end the conflict surrounding Jerusalem. Excuse me? You mean the Jews have to end their claim to their eternal city? <laughs> have you read Zechariah chapter 12? So pastor, are you saying that the deal of the century divides Jerusalem? I am absolutely saying that. It is a fact, and it's the truth. Well, subsequently we addressed the prophetic significance of the Abraham Accords in the update on August 16th of 2020, titled, Peace with Many. Why do I bring that up today? Because both are, at the very least, stage setting, as it were, and I'll take it a step further and say possibly even curtain drawing to use that metaphor, by virtue of the speed with which it's all moving, and it's moving so fast, so fast. Everything that we're seeing, and I, when I say everything, that's not hyperbole, literally everything, meaning there is not one thing that is happening in the world today that we were not told would happen at the time of the end in Bible prophecy. Well, this brings me to the second one. We've been talking about this for really the better part of two years now. And it's that of the global deception of all the nations vis-a-vis. -vis. Another solution, by the way, this is a pharmaceutical solution, which Bill Gates actually is on record as referring to this injection as the final solution. And when he was queried, he kind of walked it back, but it was too late. We already know. We saw your TED talk, Bill, back in 2017. We know what you're all about. We also know what your dad was all about. But two things I want you to note, and the first is that this is a global deception. All the nations on earth, 
And the second thing that I I want to point out is that this deception has to do with a pharmaceutical. And here's how I get there. Revelation 18.23, a prophecy describing the fall of Babylon. Listen very carefully. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore, for your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. Now, this word sorcery in the original language of the Greek New Testament is pharmakeia, where we get our English word for pharmacy, pharmaceutical. This pharmaceutical potion solution is a global deception that is so deceptive that all the nations on the earth were deceived by it. I want to ask you a question. Are all the nations of the earth today deceived by this COVID vaccine as it's called? Okay. I'm going to very humbly and kindly and lovingly ask you to just hear me out. The common denominator with the deal of the century, Abraham Accords, dividing of Jerusalem, Operation Warp Speed, the vaccine solution. Very controversial, right? The common denominator is that the author of both is one Donald J. Trump. Now, for those who take issue with me, Let me again lovingly, humbly hasten to say, your issue is not with me. That's not the issue. The issue is not whether or not you agree with me. That is not the issue. The issue is, does what I'm saying agree scripturally? That's the issue. The onus is on you to search the scriptures for yourself like the Bereans. I think I'd be grossly remiss if I didn't at least acknowledge the many who took me to task, to put it kindly, (laughs) concerning my comments last week about Donald Trump. I just want to, again, I will humble myself and I will just very lovingly say to you, to anyone, When you send such a hateful email or post something that vicious, do you know that you're going to have to give an account for every single word on that post and in that email? I I say that in love. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to Study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.